0: This is your host, Pastor Justin Dean, and this podcast is all about helping you follow Jesus in the normal, everyday rhythms of life. And one of the most important aspects of following Jesus in the normal, everyday rhythms of life is having a good theology, understanding who God is, understanding what God has done, understanding how God has made us and what we are like and what our problems are and what the solutions are are of those problems. And so this to help us towards that end, this we've created this segment of the podcast we call Theology for Everyone, that's really meant to make to help anyone grow in their understanding of God, and understanding of, of scriptures. And to do that, we are slowly working our way through the Westminster Confession of Faith. It's a short, small, kind of entry level, <clears throat> systematic theology, And um, it's broken up by kind of sections and kind of topics. We've worked our way through some of those sections already. We are now in chapter 6, so we've worked through our first five. And so it's got chapters, and then it's got articles. And um, so we are in chapter 6, article 3. This chapter 6 is on the fall of man, of sin, and the punishment thereof. So... This section is all about what is wrong with us, right? Yeah. Um, One of my favorite quotes of all time, even if it's not true, right? Even if it's not true, because there's some some debate among historians if this is true now, but a newspaper wrote G.K. Chesterton and said, they asked him to write a segment in the paper and say, (laughs) the question was, what is wrong with the world? And um, Chesterton wrote um, in response they said uh, dear sirs or whatever I am sincerely yours GK Chesterton now why is he saying that because he's a Catholic he was a Catholic and he had a proper understanding of uh, original sin right or at least he had maybe I want to say proper but at least he had a do- the doctrine of original sin he knew what was wrong with the world what's mm. wrong with the world is, we are fallen. We, we are born with a sinful nature. Now, most of us, if they asked us to write that, <laughs> we're going to say, the op- what's wrong with the world? The leftists, the social justice warriors, the Marxists, the right-wing bigots, the Republicans, the Democrats, the Libertarians, the on whatever, we're going to go down the list. We're mm-hmm. going to point the finger out where the Christian should first and foremost point the finger in because the problem is within. So we're going to start in Article 3 today. I'll go ahead and read it for us. This is um, talking again about our first parents, Adam and Eve. They, being the root of all mankind... The guilt of sin was imputed. And the same death in sin and corrupted nature conveyed to all their posterity, descending from them by ordinary generation. I'm going to just go ahead and jump on to, to four and then we'll break it down. Article four. From this original corruption, whereby we are utterly indisposed, disabled, and made opposite to all good, and wholly inclined to all evil, do proceed all actual transgressions. Okay. Let's go back to Article 3. So, first statement, Adam and Eve, they being the root of all mankind. So, the Westminster Divines here are teaching that we all, all human beings... Have a common ancestry we can all of our ancestry can be traced back to Adam and Eve we believe Adam and Eve were historical people they're just not ideas they're not mythic so they being the root of all mankind the guilt of sin was imputed do we have a scripture
1: for that yeah Romans five verses twelve and then fifteen through nineteen. Uh, therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man, and death through sin, and so death spread to all men because all sinned. But the free gift is not like the trespass. For if many died through one man's trespass, much more have the grace of God and the free gift of the, of the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abounded for many.
0: Okay. So the guilt of sin was imputed Okay, Impu- imputation is a word we don't use very often, right? Um, Google imputation, just to give me a Google definition of it, but <clears throat> imputation is um, something being put in you or put on you or done in your place for you, right? Um, so the guilt of sin was imputed. So from Adam and Eve... Adam and Eve were the ones who disobeyed God. They're the ones who, who sinned, right? But now their sin has been imputed to all generations after them. So now we are born sinful.
2: So the uh, dictionary definition is of a value, in parentheses, assigned to something by inference from the value of the products or processes to which it contributes.
0: Is there anything else? That's a terrible definition. It is terrible.
2: Um, <laughs> so for impute, a verb, um, represents something, especially something undesirable, as being done, caused, or possessed by someone.
0: Okay, so, so uh, Adam and Eve did it, but it affects us. It's been imp- it's been put in us. Okay, it's been imputed to us the guilt of sin, and the same death in sin and corrupted nature conveyed to all their posterity
2: descending from them by ordinary generation. We got a scripture for that? Yep, Psalm 51, verse 5. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me. Okay, so
0: David's writing there, brought forth in iniquity and sin my mother conceived me. He's saying I was sinful from my mother's womb. Okay, I was born... A sinner. I was born. Now, why is that? Is that because his mom was, uh, you know, conceived him out of wedlock or something? No, that's not why. It's because we are in the line of Adam. We are in the family tree of Adam and Eve, and that sin has been passed down from generation to generation. That sinful nature, that corrupted nature, that guilt is in our DNA, and so we're born in it. We're born sinners. Now, this goes completely against the reigning cultural narrative of today that you are, that a child is born perfect. A child is born holy. A child is born righteous. A child is born good. And what makes that child bad? Bad parents, a corrupting society, the patriarchy, schools, cities, poverty. Specifically, the left if the left on the left, the marxists believe that human nature is good, human nature is holy, human nature is righteous, and the only thing that corrupts it is corrupt systems. You know, corrupt school districts, corrupt neighborhoods, um, corrupt governments, etc. And so if you they want to get rid of all of those things and let the human being be their perfect self.
2: Um, can you speak a little bit? Um, maybe answer um, if all people are born good. Just to play devil's advocate a little uh, bit. Um, if all people are born good, how can bad things come from inherently good people in that worldview? Be, well. In the lefts, in that worldview,
0: it, it like I said, the, the bad things are the patriarchal, mm. the bad systems that have been created by wicked, greedy men. So pick your poison. Socialists say it's capitalists. It's the capitalistic system that was set up by greedy, mainly greedy white men <laughs> who wanted to rule the world. And so if you're born into that system, then that system is going to make you bad, make you evil, make you. it's going to mess you up, mm. it's going to damage you. And so what, what needs to happen? You have to overthrow that system. Okay, that's, that's the only thing that can happen. You have to overthrow that system. Um, you can go on and on and on yeah. through that. But, but basically, it is other human beings corrupting other human beings or the systems that they've created. Okay, when scripture says, nope, we're, we come into this world, sinners, we come into this world with a corrupt nature and everything we do is going to be defiled. It says, holy defiled in all the parts and faculties of soul and body. So our, our brain is messed up, our heart is messed up, our emotions are messed up, our body's messed up. <clears throat> and then it says, all of this is conveyed to all their posterity, descending from them by ordinary generation. Just means uh, we're, we're born into it, right? And we reproduce sinners, reproduce sinners. Now, hey, mm-hmm. we're not saying that society doesn't corrupt. Society, Society, society makes it worse. But that, that's the difference between um, his, the, historical, the historical conservatives and those on the right and the progressives, those on the left. Historical conservatives and those on the right believe that society has a responsibility to restrain evil through institutions. Mm. So that culture is actually meant to restrain sexual promiscuity, um restrain racism restrain theft restrain restrain all, all just all forms of evil society is meant to have a shared morality that promotes that morality and and it's and so the culture even though it can never do in a perfect sense and it never has done in a perfect sense and all systems are corrupt in in some way because they're ran by sinners and they're built by sinners and they're occupied by sinners and operated by sinners but the institutions of society are actually meant to restrain the evil that is in human beings. So, schools are not meant to be creative factories where students find their identities and float off and do whatever they want to do and just because they're so good. No, s- schools were meant to spank the crazy out of people, <laughs> and they're meant to teach them how to. Restrain their desires and have self-control, and be disciplined, and study, and work hard, and be a good person. Now, um, school—that's not what that a school says. That's that's somebody else's job. That's that's not our job. Or they promote things that that they promote wicked things that yeah. God calls evil, and they say that that's their new that's their new morality.
2: How would you answer some? Um, uh, I guess, Christian sects, I don't know, um, churches that hold to a view of the age of accountability.
0: Yeah, so there's even... Okay, that's good. So
2: there's even some on the right
0: that call themselves Christians that don't have a... They're more what we we call Pelagian, Hmm. which is a heresy that was condemned a long time ago. But they believe that children are born innocent, children are born good, and then somehow there's this mythical age of accountability where they become, they're, they're now responsible for their actions. Um, it's, it's just an unbiblical concept. And so I would just, I would think it's, it's make-believe, you know, yeah. and it needs to be rejected. And there is I don't think there is an age of accountability. And uh, our children are sinners from the get-go and so we need to teach them that they're sinners from the get-go and they need the grace of God from the get-go and they need confession of sin and they need to repent and they need to be baptized, you know, in, or they were baptized or they need to be baptized if they're new believers coming to the faith. So um and I, I've used this illustration a million times but like it just always works. So I just keep going back to it. Like if your children were born good, do you have to teach them disobedience or do you have to teach them obedience? <laughs> Because if they were born good, then I, the only de- time they would disobey is if they m- mimicked my disobedience. Except they've never seen me pitch a fit in the middle of Walmart and kick and scream <laughs> for a package of bubble gum, right? Mm-hmm. That was inherent. They've never seen me yank something out of somebody's hand and then smack them over the head with it, right? <laughs> but I've seen m- my girls do that as babies, <laughs> yank a toy out of their sister's hand and then smack her with it. That is inherent in them, right? Selfishness inherent in them, and so, um, yeah, I think I think the age of accountability is based off a Pelagian idea that's not biblical, and leads down to all kind of weird
2: heresy. Yeah, it gets me thinking about um, Job fourteen verse four, where he says, "Who can bring a clean thing out of an unclean? There is not one."
0: Boom. There's not one. Yeah so um, the only person who didn't come into this world as a sinner was Jesus because he was he came from the Father he didn't come from Joseph he didn't come from the line of Adam he came from God himself yeah. and so that's that's how Jesus was born um sinless okay okay um Article 4, from this original corruption, whereby we are utterly indisposed, disabled, and made opposite to all good. So we got a scripture for that?
1: Yeah, Romans 8, chapter 7, or Romans 8, verse 7. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot.
0: Boom. Hostile. We're born enemies of God. We are hostile to God. This says we're utterly indisposed, disabled, and made opposite to all good. So, that means we are born, again, <clears throat> so in the beginning, when, when Adam and Eve sinned, and they ate of the knowledge of good and evil. Satan tempted him and said, if you do this, you'll be like God. Well, what does that mean? They'll be like God. Well, it means God is above the law. God does whatever God wants to do. God sets the rules. God says, what's good. God says, what's right. God says, what's holy. The lie from Satan in the garden was you can do that. Now you can determine what is good for you. You can emancipate yourself from God and be your own ruler, and determine your own rules and the way that you want to live your life, right? Now, doesn't that perfectly desire? Uh, doesn't that perfectly uh, describe every two-year-old on the planet? <laughs> they have their version of the good life, and they want everybody in the room to comply with it. <clears throat> I-, I want, I want to be fed right now. I want to be, I want to, I want this toy right now. I want to watch that show right now. Excuse me. And if you don't comply to their will, you get their wrath, (laughs) right? They want the world to revolve around them. They want to go to bed right now. They want to stay up right now. They don't want to go to bed. Well, that's the knowledge of good and evil. They're trying to be their own king. They're trying to be their own God. They're trying to be their own ruler. And, and, Biblical parents are meant to get in there and say, no, 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 no. Children obey your parents, so it will go well for you. Mm. Not parents obey your children, so it will go well for you, which is what many parents do. And that's why they raise hellions. That's why they raise ungodly children, because they're raising them in such a way that they're in opposition to God.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: They're going with their sinful nature. They're parenting with the grain of their kid's sinful nature instead of against the grain of that sinful nature, which is a, a lot more difficult. <clears throat> we had an example this week, because of COVID-19 and because of just all the crazy stuff, and we get, we've been you know we got locked down multiple times, and we had six weeks of lockdown basically for our family um, twice this year, that we were very lax, we got very lax with um, screen time..
2: Mm.
0: Because you were just there all the time. you know. Yeah. There's nothing else to do, and it's freezing cold outside right now. So we got very lax with, with screen time. And finally, I had to pull out. We have, we've got this thing printed off. It's the Ten Commandments of Technology for the Dean family. And I hadn't pulled it out in a long time. And finally, I pulled it out, and I started reading it a couple days ago to all the kids. We had a family meeting. Every one of them lost their mind. <laughs> I mean, they were, some of them were bawling. Some of them were angry. They are pitching fits. <clears throat> and both Amanda and I knew this is not going to go well. Like, they're going to hate us. They're going to be so mad because they think we are mean, wicked parents. We're taking away the very thing that they love. Right now it's Roblox. The very <laughs> thing that they love. We, it's the only way I'm going to talk to my friends. My friends are going to think I'm liars. I told them I was going to play today, and now you you're, you're going to make me into a liar. I'm never going to have any friends. I mean, all of this, all of this stuff, <clears throat> and the 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 temptation is to go with the grain of that and go. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Here, kids, go ahead. There's your screen again. We can we can watch it. <clears throat> but we happen to believe that technology use is detrimental to our kids' development. Mm. Um, Nobody wants to play Roblox and then read Narnia. One of the best books ever written in the world, Narnia, is boring compared to Roblox. And yet Roblox does nothing for their soul and does nothing for their development and their creativity. It's just using somebody else's creativity. And Narnia does all kinds of stuff for their soul and all kinds of stuff for their worldview and the development of virtue and all of these different things and yet if you let them play Roblox all the time they're never going to read these other books <clears throat> Yeah. so we were like okay we got to go against this we got we to gotta fight against this we had this and then they pitched a fit they cried probably like two hours it was a nightmare and I just nope you're not getting it I'm like this is exactly why we're, we're doing it you guys are losing your mind you're showing that you're addicted to it blah 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 and then two days later, like two, two, two of the kids come to us and say, You know what? I'm really glad we're doing a detox right now. I, I think this is really good for us. I'm like, yeah, it is. <laughs> because your their your kids don't have the self control that you should have. And so you have to be their self control. You have to be the one that takes it away from them and cuts against the grain. Cut against the grain of their sinful nature. Don't give in to their sinful nature. Because when they're, if you're giving into their sinful nature, by the time they're 13, 14, 15, 16, guess what? Their sinful nature is going to rule them. Mm -hmm. But right now, your self control is meant to cut across the grain of their sinful nature to help them create virtue and develop discipline and self control. That by the time 15, 16, 17, they actually have their own discipline, virtue, and self control. Mm -hmm. So, all right. So, Children, all of us, we are utterly indisposed, disabled by our sin. Bryson, how are we disabled by sin?
1: We uh, we don't have the ability to do what is good, right, or true. Um,
0: all the time. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, first off, <clears throat> people would say, well, how would you respond to the question? Well, sinful people do good things.
1: Um, I, would, they would, they would either, I would either say they do good things with wrong motivations or uh, the good they do is very surface.
0: And it's a result of the common grace of God, that God yeah. restrains evil. <clears throat> I could, right.
2: I'm, I'm thinking Romans 7, um, 18 says, For I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <clears throat> so doing good things, ultimately, for an act to be truly good, it's got to be a good act, but it's also got to have a, a good motive, right? Mm-hmm. And the motive for true goodness is the glory of God. Are you doing this for your own glory or are you doing this for the glory of God, right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, so that's why we are disabled, And made opposite to all good. We're not, the world was created for the glory of God, and we're doing good things to promote our own glory. That means we're going against the grain of the universe. We're going against the grain of scripture. We're going against God, the ultimate source of all good. We're wholly inclined to all evil. We're prone to self worship. We're prone to idolatry. We're prone to immorality. We're pro to lying and cheating and stealing to get our own way, right? We want to make up our own rules, our own ways uh, to live our life.
1: Okay, so back on parenting for a sec. How do people who are utterly indisposed, disabled, and made opposite to do all good raise kids that have a biblical worldview that...
0: Okay, first off, we're not talking about Christians right now because, and that's actually going to, that's actually Article 5. Article 5 talks about once you're regenerated, that's the word you're looking for. Once you're regenerated, you've been given a new nature. Hmm. The, The old nature is still going to be there, be present, but now you have a new nature and you have the gospel, right? You have the Word of God. And so now you've got the ability. To do what is good, right, and true, through the power of the Holy Spirit and out of this new nature, we can do things for the glory of God. Doesn't mean that that our actions are always holy or anything like that. Yeah. You know, but so <clears throat> and we're and we're raising sinners first and foremost to recognize their sin and turn to a Savior who can give them that new nature.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So we one of the things we say around our house all the time is. You know, we're dealing with patience. We're dealing with being mean to sisters or whatever. And I can't do it. I can't. You're right. You can't do it. Mm. You. This is why you need to ask the Holy Spirit to help you. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you say the kind thing. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you to forgive your sister. Ask the Holy Spirit to help make you, you know, uh, generous or kind or whatever. So we want to point out to our children where they're falling short. And point them to a savior. We don't want to just say, moralism just says, act better, do better, be Mm -hmm. better, do good. You can do it. You don't want to be like all them sinners out there. You don't want to be like them prostitutes on the street. You don't want to be like them thugs in the street. You don't want to be like those people. Be better. That's moralism and that's appealing to their pride. And that makes them even worse of a human being because now they're looking down on others. You want to point out their sin in such a way that they see their own brokenness, their own sinfulness, and then point them to a Savior that loves them in the midst of it and will forgive them and give them the Holy Spirit, and empower them to put that sin to death in the future.
1: Yeah, man, it even like it makes me realize how uh, bad I communicate theology and parenting sometimes. Like when my, like when Silas does something and he's you know in his room or got a spanking or whatever, like our first thing or like the tendency is, to be like, are you ready to be good now? Are you ready to obey? No, he's not. Even no. if he says he is, he's not. He can't.
0: Right. 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 Yeah, that's so Yeah, that that's the I mean that you can it, it's not necessarily like So w- when we when we do it, you know, we always before we spank and everything, we always say <clears throat> what's the Bible say? And my kids say, "Children obey, obey your parents, so it will go well for you." And I say, "Yes. I want it to go well for you." God the Father wants it to go well for you. And when you obey your parents, it goes well for you. And when you disobey your parents, it doesn't go well for you. Right? Right. What did you do? I disobeyed. You know, sometimes it takes a long time to get there. And then I have them confess their sin and I look at them and I said, and I, I say, okay, you're gonna get, you're gonna get disciplined. I give them a couple swaths or whatever. And then they're crying and I hold them and I hug them and I say, I love you, I forgive you. Or I say, what do you need to say? And they say, I'm sorry, Dad, will you forgive me? And I'm saying, yes, I will forgive you because Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins in order to forgive you. So I forgive you and God forgives you. And then we walk out, right? And um, and you, it's okay to say, are you gonna obey? Yes. Now, we know they're not, but this is the other thing I say. I say, Javin, Zoe, whoever it was, I hope this is the last time I have to spank you. I hope this is the last time I ever have to spank you. Mm. No, i think kids you always say that, and it never <laughs> is. But eventually, one day, it will be. Yeah. It will be. And it might, already, hopefully, it's already been there for my son because I haven't spanked him in a long time. It's been like probably a year at least, maybe more than that since I've spanked my son. So, yeah, it's probably been two years now. So, um, it's going to be true one of these days. You know, I mean, it is true in the moment. I hope it is, but one of these times, it actually is going to be the last yeah. time. So, here's the, here's the kicker here. So we are indisposed, disabled, made opposite to all good, and wholly inclined to all evil. From that evil nature, from that sinful nature that's communicated, whatever it is, through our soul, through our DNA, whatever, do proceed all actual transgressions. Do we have a scripture for that?
2: Yeah, that's uh, Matthew five nineteen. Let me get there. Therefore, whoever relaxes one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. Fifteen nineteen. Whoop! Wrong chapter. Fifteen nineteen. Sorry, everybody.
0: Yeah, I was like, bro, that didn't make sense.
2: Like, That's cool. We got a little do bonus that.
1: scripture. Yeah.
2: Matthew fifteen nineteen. For out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false witness, and slander. There we go. Out of the heart come
0: disobedience. Out of the heart come sinful acts. So because we have a sinful nature, we do sinful deeds. That is not, that is the opposite of what most people believe. Most people believe we're good, and then we do bad things, and we become sinners. No, you are a sinner... And out of that sinful nature, you do bad things. Mm -hmm. That's why you do bad things. And that makes sense why we are once redeemed, once saved by God, we are simultaneously saint and sinner. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: We have an evil nature and we have a righteous nature. And so we, you know, function like... Somebody with multi personality disorder. A lot of, a lot of times, right? Yeah. We can operate out of sinful nature. We can operate out of the flesh, or we can operate um, out of the spirit. So, <clears throat> so this is really helpful for parenting. This is really helpful for understanding your own soul, understanding well, what's wrong with me. Why, you know, why, do, why is it so hard to be a human? <laughs> you know, what's why is it so hard to obey God? Um, because we have a sinful nature that's bent towards evil. Right, that education can't solve, that social uh, social justice can't solve. <clears throat> Nothing can solve it, but the grace of God. The grace of God and the Holy Spirit changes us and gives us a new nature. That's the only thing that can solve um, the problem of the sinful nature of the human being. Now, you ask any person, can a person be perfect? And they're going to say, no, human beings aren't perfect. We're, we know we're not perfect we're not perfect. Well, why not? Why not? There really is no answer. Um, there really really is no answer in, in, uh, in our culture today, you know? <clears throat> and Christianity's got the answer. Because of our sinful nature, mm. that's why humanity is broken. Mm. That's the deal. And the only one who solved that is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Well, we hope this was helpful to you. Again, this we're talking about the doctrine of sin and of the fall. If you've got any questions on that, email me, Justin Dean at sacredcitychurch.com. Um, we will talk to you guys soon in the podcast. If We would love it if you would like us, subscribe us, share us, send us emails. Talk to you soon. God bless.